0: All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and under to cash in. Head over to pricepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new, free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Ross are brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: Two, and a shot, the, down,
0: Bayley, he gets the catch be- Welcome everyone to the Propcast NBA Thursday Night Edition Player Props. It is December 23rd, currently 1236 on the East Coast and joining me as usual for Wednesday, but today's Thursday because we have a bigger menu of options to pick from the man that does it both on and off the court for the SGPN network and host of his own radio show. It's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you feeling this uh, Thursday afternoon, buddy?
1: Doing pretty well. I've had a lot of time to myself in the NBA because the Nets haven't played for the last week and change because they're in the middle of a COVID riddled suspension. If that's what they want to call it nowadays. So been hanging in there, uh, enjoying some of the bowl games in college football, enjoying the NBA or whatever is left of it based on who's playing and who's not playing. Uh And, you know, sprinkling in some college uh, football and NFL football. So what about you?
0: Yeah, doing the same, man. I mean, obviously, we know we're grinding out the NBA, you know, three times a week, as well as the propcast NFL. You know, getting rescheduled, watching the bowl games. You know, it's just another week for guys like you and I. But you got some good news today with James Harden and uh, Paul Millsap clearing uh, the health and safety protocols. I know they have three more guys go on the list, but I think you would much rather have Paul Millsap and James Harden uh, back uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, especially having a big game on Saturday against the Lakers. No.
1: Well, I think Harden's important. I think Millsap's useless, but, you know, he's a veteran who you can throw in there, I guess. But, yeah, the thing about the Nets is that you already knew this, and I'm sure a lot of people did if they actually watched the Nets play. You have Durant, you have Harden, who's had a bit of a down year, and you have Patty Mills. And besides that, I feel like everybody else has been either expendable or relatively non-existent at times. I feel like that's kind of a fair statement. Uh, Claxton's been okay. He just hasn't played that much. Griffin has really not played that much at all before the COVID outbreak because he was awful and they just stopped using him. But when it comes to getting actual minutes, the Nets have been throwing around minutes to a bunch of different guys because a lot of the guys aren't
0: very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's been tough for guys or teams like Brooklyn. Um, you know their last game was until God when was it? It was against the Orlando Magic where they lost that game by seven, and that's really really started for the Brooklyn Nets as far as you know guys being out of um off the sorry off the team but being in health and safety protocol. So hopefully they're able to get some guys back here in the next couple of days because obviously a big game on Saturday against the Lakers on Christmas Day, but um. Anything else you've noticed around the NBA, uh, Scott, that you want to you know, maybe dive into or, or something that we need to mention um, happening around the o- association outside of COVID, obviously? Uh, really?
1: No. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is to say, but of course, COVID is the main talking point of the league just because of the fact that when you see teams that are randomly going on winning streaks or losing streaks now, like let's just say Atlanta, for example, and then you realize that Trey Young's out and Capella's out and all these people are out, then you can't really react to the outcomes. I know Atlanta, Atlanta lost yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, outright to Orlando. Mm-hmm. And you just look at that on paper and go, what a brutal loss. Then you realize Atlanta's using about half of the normal lineup. That You're not exactly as surprised as you were. So I guess my main takeaway is COVID-related, but it is don't overreact to recent performances because a lot of guys – Who might have been in protocol for one game might be back. So just keep that in mind. They're worth the same in the standings, but maybe not for actual perception.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great time probably to discuss that. You know, with guys like Trey Young and Clint Capella out for the Atlanta Hawks, and obviously a lot of teams that are dealing with the health and safety protocols like Brooklyn and Toronto and things like that, when these teams are playing on a night tonight. I think there's there's value to be found in player props for some of these other guys that are stepping up into the lineup. But I think last night, uh, John Collins was a great example of you know where you can find a guy that's the where the market probably hasn't caught up on their stat projections because you know Clint Capella was out, Trey Young was out last night um, in health and safety protocols, and, and John Collins is a guy that had to step up for this team where he had what 28 points. And and grab twelve rebounds for them. So I think you know if you're gonna dig deep and play player props, I think that this is an opportunity where you may be able to find some quote unquote discounts on some of these players that have to fill in or are planning to play more minutes because you know guys being out with health safety protocol, somebody's gonna have to step up, and I think that's where you may be able to find some value for some of these players. Do you agree with that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely one way to approach it because it is a next man up league, whether you want it to be or not. And I guess one takeaway you could have just in general from the league because I was, the more I was thinking about, it, I'm trying to think of teams that actually have been kind of flying under the radar lately. Mm-hmm. I know Oklahoma city lost by 70 something points. And that feels like that was a year and a half ago at this point, even though yeah. it was a couple weeks ago, that team's not that bad. Yeah. They're not, I wouldn't say that they're very good, but I do kind of like what they're building there. Yeah. Shea Yield Alexander has been fantastic. Whether it involves the buzzer beater three pointer yet against the Clippers the game-tying three-pointer he had before the Devontae Graham 61-footer the other day, which was crazy in itself. Uh, the triple-double uh, in the last game. The fact that Thunder are actually winning games, yeah, like plural, per month, which I feel like a lot of people didn't expect going into the season. And Giddy's been okay, which yeah. is a bit of a surprise to me because I was a little bit – I wasn't even just me. A lot of people questioned the Giddy pick because a lot of people didn't really know what to expect since he was playing overseas and nobody knew if he'd be ready to contribute. But the Thunder aren't a good team. They're not, go- they're not trying to be a good team because they still have about 75 draft picks for the next five years. But the point is, is that the foundation is there where they can keep Gildas Alexander. He's a guy you want to build around. And they might have a piece or two along the way who can also contribute. But that team, I think, does have better framework in place than i thought going into the year.
0: Yeah, i mean we've talked about sj at volumes on this uh podcast and not only that on the nba game we podcast as well as the slack channel um, at volumes i think that's an understatement but yeah he's been playing really well for the um, oklahoma city thunder. obviously when he's healthy he's one of the best players if not, obviously he is the best player on the on the team for the oklahoma city thunder but um, you know what he's over what like you mentioned what he's done over the last couple games here on their three game winning streak here uh, last night against the Denver Nuggets, a triple double for him 27, 11, and twelve. Prior to that, you know twenty three five and four. So um, and against the Pelicans, uh, thirty three points. So you know he's having a great month of December. He's averaging twenty five points, four point two rebounds, six point two assists. Hasn't been shooting well from the three point line over the last three ga- or two games. He's zero for twelve combined, but haven't really needed it, right? Um, you know Thunder seems like they've like you said they've they found a couple pieces here to build around SGA, and I think that's going to be exciting for. Thunder fans, especially with all the draft capital that they have going into the future. Um, a couple of other things. I, I don't know if about you, but I feel like I was in the twilight zone when uh, the Boston Celtics signed Joe Johnson yesterday, obviously because they have so many guys that are in health and safety protocols, um, and then also Isaiah Thomas for the uh, L.A. Lakers. So uh, definitely going to be interesting to see if some of these older veteran guys are still going to get signed by some of these teams um, that need – guys you know, come out and just play basketball because a lot of guys are in health and safety protocols. So uh, I do
1: want to ask you one thing though, I guess, because you, you mentioned Isaiah Thomas, the the Joe Johnson thing. I've always liked Joe Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Of course, as a Nets fan, I watched him play for a couple of years. He's one of the most underratedly clutch players of all time. Yeah. And I'll always be a fan of him because of his shot making in really the final 10 seconds of games. He's just an extremely clutch player throughout his entire career I got to talk about Isaiah Thomas involving the Lakers, but it's really not just him. You kind of just mentioned the Lakers, and I know I made some comments in the Slack group for the NBA, and Terrell and I didn't exactly see eye-to-eye on them Yeah, because he was in the blame Vogel camp for why the Lakers are all for, at least partially, for why this team is struggling. I don't know what Vogel's supposed to do because I understand you want to blame the head coach, because you don't want to blame the players, and you can argue about organizing new rotations. What is Vogel supposed to do? The entire supporting cast, even including the flawed superstars, because LeBron's been really good. He's been injured a little bit, but he's been very good. I got to give LeBron props. He's played really well for the last couple of weeks, but Westbrook's been flawed. AD's been terrible, and every supporting cast member besides a little bit of Malik Monk, who's now out, has been terrible. So my question is, what is Vogel supposed to do? How are you going to make a rotation when you really only trust one guy completely on the entire team? How is that Vogel's fault?
0: This team was completely screwed as soon as they acquired Russell Westbrook into this on this Lakers roster. And I am in the camp of that. I think LeBron has every single say on any teams that he's been on since – he won that title with Cleveland on who's going to be on the roster and who's not, you can't change my mind because I think that when you have a personality and a, a star player caliber, like LeBron James, you're going to do whatever it takes to keep that player happy. And again, I agree with you. I, 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 I we had talked about to the Slack channel. I was disagreeing with everything that Terrell was saying that, you know, I think it's, it's on LeBron. I mean, yeah, he's the best player on the Lakers, but again, He's the guy that constructs the rosters. You can't change my mind about that. And again, it's easy to, like you said, it's easy to blame Frank Vogel for what's happening in LA right now. I think he's going to get but, fired.
1: I, yeah. I think he's going to get blamed for it, but I don't yeah. know what he's supposed to do.
0: And it's easy. It's it's an easy way out for the Lakers, right? Like you blame the head coach, who's not maybe the first option that they wanted there, maybe. But I I, I, I do agree with you. I, I think that you know Vogel's hands are tied. Um, guys being in and out of this lineup for the Lakers, they really haven't found, they haven't found the right rotations. And now Anthony Davis is going to be out a minimum at least four weeks. I think that's going to be more on the six- to eight-week side. But for the Lakers, what do you do? I mean, there, I don't think there's a trade out there for them to improve at the trade deadline. I don't think they're going to get past the second round if they even get past the first round.
1: I think the only thing you're getting back, maybe – for Westbrook, it would actually be kind of funny because Houston would be on the end of both trades. John Wall. John Wall? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. Nobody's going to want to take Westbrook's contract. I mean, that's yeah. contracts, a disaster. You just got him, so it's not like there's, it's already at the back end of it. Yeah. So, no, you're screwed. And I guess the one argument that I was trying to make uh, with Terrell is that Vogel, you can make an argument, can make adjustments, whatever. But at the end of the day, name a starting five. No matter what, you're not going to like about three players, if not more, on that starting five. Because you have Westbrook, who's guaranteed to play, yeah. whether you like him or not, because you're paying him so much money, he has to play 30-something minutes. AD, who's been the worst shooter in the entire league, but you're paying him a boatload of money, so he has to play two. And who else are you going to use? You can use Wayne Ellington, who nobody really likes as a starter, but what else are you supposed to use? Melo? And yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do. The team's bad. Vogel, what is Vogel supposed to do? The team doesn't hustle back on defense. The team can't shoot. And you have a bunch of old guys who can play in 2022 or 2021 at this point, wrapping into 2022. So Vogel, I think, was screwed from the get-go, but he can make the same argument with really a lot of bottom feeder teams. I'm not saying the Lakers are a full bottom feeder, but am I going to blame a team like, I'm trying to think of a good example here, because I'll stick with Oklahoma City. Am I going to blame Oklahoma City's bad record on poor coaching? No, the roster isn't any good. What do you want them to do? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree again. And I've been watching a lot of these Lakers games ever since they acquired Russell Westbrook. And it's just to me, Anthony. The
1: transition defense, by the way, needs to be addressed because they cannot stop a fast break to save their lives. It is awful. You mean a whole bunch
0: of old guys don't want to get back on defense? Is that what you're telling me? But that's the point. It sounds it, it, obvious, but that's a
1: huge reason why this team struggles. It's because whenever they get they miss a shot, which happens pretty frequently, I
0: might add. Yeah. You turn around, it's a 4 on 3. Yeah, I agree and I, I think that, you know, when they acquired Westbrook and I started watching a lot of these uh, the Lakers games, and even like before Anthony Davis got injured, he just looks lost on offense. Like he has no identity on this offense because he can't shoot. Yeah, he can't shoot at number 1 and then you have Westbrook who needs the ball in his hands to be effective then also LeBron on this team as well. Right. So it's, it's a very difficult situation for the Lakers. I, I honestly don't know where you go. Like you fire the coach, but that's not going to do anything for the players that you already have on the roster. You have to figure something out and and figure out rotations and, and try to maximize what you have with the players on this team. And it's, it's not, it's not good times right now for Lakers. I'll say that right now for sure. But, um yeah it'll be interesting what happens as we kind of get turn the page on the on the year as we as we approach the uh, trade deadline. Um for the Lakers I, I don't think there's a trade out there even if you get rid of Westbrook I mean you still need to acquire a couple I don't th-
1: even know what Anthony Davis is worth is worth at this point because you got to remember because LeBron is still there when LeBron's on the team you're never preparing for the future. You're always in a win now mode because you have to be. Yeah. And the what the going rate for superstar players or whatever you want to call it at this point yeah. is draft capital. Right. Nobody's going to give you a great player in exchange for him. You're going to have to get two, three picks, best case scenario, and work on the future. Unless you want to get picks from them from him and then trade that immediately for like a Lillard type or something that involves numerous trades yeah. and a bunch of different teams being involved, which I don't think is realistic. Yeah. So I don't want to ask, but I kind of am indirectly asking, <laughs> Do the Lakers just have to blow the whole thing up?
0: Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest question after this season. Is it too
1: sacrilegious to trade LeBron? Because I don't know how you're going to build a championship roster with him at this point.
0: But where would you trade him? That's the
1: but point. that's the point. Yeah. Westbrook, you can't move Westbrook. What are you supposed to do? Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. Like when you, Yeah, that's number one, a ridiculous, ridiculous contract.
1: It's an Westbrook. insane comment that I'm sure a lot of people will be – critical of just listening to the show, but I'm being serious because if you think LeBron is still LeBron, which I'd say he's 80% of because the durability has not been there compared to his entire career, but if Davis isn't going to work at this stage in his career and Westbrook is clearly not going to work with this team and you can't get rid of Westbrook or probably Anthony Davis. I don't even know what Davis is worth at this point. Yeah, but you might actually have to start packaging a couple of these guys together and pray one team will take the bait because i don't know where else you go from
0: here (laughs) it's an interesting conversation it really is scott i mean
1: is it that far-fetched though
0: i don't think it's as far-fetched as people might want to make it out to be i mean yeah you see rumblings on the on 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 twitter that hey is it time to trade anthony davis is it Maybe I saw something else like you just mentioned that trading LeBron James, but
1: like I, I know I understand LeBron's an all time great player, I get that, but you're running a business that's what a franchise is. I get loyalty is a, a piece of it, yeah, but I mean, do you think LeBron's going to win a cha- another championship with the current core they have? The answer is obviously not, no,
0: no, 100%. No, and I think that if they match them with Phoenix again in the first round. Phoenix Suns will probably take care of business again in five games against.
1: I was going to say five. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got. Are they going to be Golden State? No. no, you can just go down the line. There's really not many teams that actually like this
0: unit against. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think that that you know uh, Terrell has also mentioned this on Slack channel. We were talking about this the other night. Is that the over two and a half conference seating was an absolute lock for the L. A. Lakers um, going into this season? You know, a lot of people that don't follow sports or casually follow it, we're saying that, hey, Lakers are going to finish a 1-2. No, I think between – I mean, we
1: like the win total under. I remember yeah, we it. were both big fans of the under on that.
0: Yeah, and again, I, I, I honestly don't know, Scott. Like, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting conversation to have, but you're right. I think this is going to be a very, very interesting offseason. That let's just say this Lakers team finishes up at the 7th seed or the 6th seed that they might have to blow this whole thing up well, seven's important because that involves you being in the play-in tournament. That's, yeah, and I don't think that they're even a top, top six team in, that, in the Western Conference right now. Do you agree with that?
1: All I'm saying is you're looking at the seedings. I know Utah's choked in the playoffs before. Yeah, I'm not picking the Lakers against Utah in a series.
0: No, I don't think I'm picking, God, in that top like, like right now, quickly before we get into our player props, looking at the seedings right now. So one through four, obviously we know it's, it's Phoenix, Golden State, uh, Utah, and the fourth seed in the Western Conference is Memphis. Let's just say the Lakers finish up by this fifth seed. Do who you're picking, Lakers or uh, Memphis?
1: Didn't Memphis just beat this team by 31 with no John Morant? I believe so. So I, I know Memphis probably won't stay in the fourth seed. Yeah. I do think you will see some teams get flushed out, but I think maybe they beat Memphis, but that's a question mark. The point is if they're struggling to beat Memphis, they're not going to win a title.
0: So what's the point? Yeah. And again, you have the Clippers there as well as a five seed. So, I mean, it'll be interesting if the Clippers and Lakers match up in the first round, assuming no Kawhi, who wins that series.
1: I think the fact that we're even having the discussion tells you the point that I'm trying to make. This team right now isn't good enough to even be in title consideration. So if you want to argue that you got to keep the big three together just to see what happens, the argument is, no, you don't. Because it's a car crash waiting to happen, and you know it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. Definitely as we approach the trade deadline here, or even in the offseason, we'll get into that conversation about the Lakers. But as a GM,
1: I know you're not a big LeBron fanboy, but you're kind of the opposite of that. But if you were running a franchise, would you understand where I'm coming from? Because I don't know how you're going to build anything when you have in at least one immovable contract.
0: No, I agree. Look, I'm not a LeBron guy. Um, I mean, I recognize how great he is. Yes, yes. I recognize how great of a player he is. But for LeBron at this juncture of his career, you this construction of the roster was all wrong. Like they got Anthony Davis and LeBron. They needed to surround those two guys with shooters. And they haven't done that at all since those two, these two guys got together.
1: The truth they, is, is that even if they didn't get Westbrook and they got Buddy Heald instead... I still probably wouldn't like this team because the role players are awful. And the fact that Anthony Davis has been awful this year as well. I They'd be got, better, I think, yeah. because of spacing, mm-hmm. but yeah. it wouldn't be good either way.
0: I think this just goes back to last season where they didn't trade THT for Kyle Lowry.
1: And the fact that they got rid of Caruso.
0: Yeah, that too. So, And now look at where, where Caruso is with the Chicago Bulls and where this team is with uh, Lakers with no Anthony Davis down for four weeks. Now,
1: do I think that they're ever going to trade LeBron? No, I think no. they're going to keep him no matter what. But yeah. I'm just saying I do think it makes more sense than you would originally think. That's my point.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting as we kind of approach the trade deadline here and what's going to happen with this roster. But um, yeah, trouble times in Tinseltown for sure. Uh, Scott, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and we'll get into our player props for the Thursday night schedule here in the NBA. College Football Championship Weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets don't believe it if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site tickpick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price visit tickpick today at ticpk dot com slash sgp that's tickpick.com slash sgp ready to win money and boost your odds New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport, plus you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. If you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by Price Picks. PrizePix. Picks is an easy way to play Daily Fantasy. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Use promo code SGP and receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. PrizePix allows mixed entries, so you can take the over on LeBron's points, combine it with the under on Patrick Mahomes' yardage, and the same entry. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Pricepix has an award-winning easy to use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play Store. Pricepix is 4.8 star rated in the App Store with rave reviews. Pricepix can be made in entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy guys. Pricepix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Pricepicks.com promo code SGP. Check it out for yourself, guys. It's really fun to use. I use it on the daily for NBA and NFL. Pricepicks.com promo code SGP for that 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports Bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers use PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average Prop Swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, Scott, let's get into these player props, but I'll give you the floor first here, sir. What's your first player prop for tonight? So
1: I'm looking at the Knicks-Wizards game and I'm going with Mitchell Robinson over eight and a half rebounds at plus one Oh five uh, simply put he's recorded at least nine rebounds in each of the last two games. And we know Robinson's role is still a little bit, uh, let's just say undecided because they still have New Orleans, Noel and they rotate between the two of them. Yep. But Noel is now in COVID protocol, which yep. means that Robinson should play more because he's really the only true center left on the roster. They kind of have a bit of Jericho Sims, but he doesn't really play that much. But I do think Robinson will get a bunch of minutes as a result. And Washington, not a good rebounding team, ranks tied for 17th in rebounding rate. I'm really just expecting Robinson to play, instead of 23 minutes, about 29, maybe even 30. And I do think 8.5 seems a little bit low in this spot. I'm going to go with the over. I think Robinson
0: will probably get double-digit rebounds. Yeah, last game, like you mentioned, I guess Pistons. He had fourteen rebounds in that game. Um, and Noel but, played in that game. Yeah, in two out of the three last games, uh, he's gotten over this projection. Again, Washington's interior defense. We, we I've talked about this a lot on the propcast as well. Is that to that center power forward position, they give up a lot of rebounds. And if you kind of took a look at just that center position, uh, they're giving up sixteen point three rebounds at that uh, position where Mitchell Robinson plays. So, uh, do like this add plus odd, especially um, for Mitchell Robinson. They do get uh, Obi Toppin and uh, R.J. Barrett back, but I don't think that's going to have any effect.
1: Toppin's not playing center in any lineup.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, at that center position or that power forward uh, front court position, uh, Mitchell Robinson should be getting uh, the bulk of the minutes there. Won't be surprised, like you said, that if he gets uh, right around 30 minutes tonight against his Wizards team. So uh, (laughs) definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, For my first one, well, this is a little awkward, but I'm going LeBron James. Over 27 and a half uh, points tonight against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Look, um, I had this prop on Monday um, against the – God, who they play uh, on on Monday? The Lakers. I'm blanking out here. But Sorry, the Phoenix Suns. They got buried. Um, Yeah, they got buried, yeah. But I think this is more for me that Anthony Davis is not in this lineup, and that scoring responsibility is going to fall on LeBron James. And in five games now – This season without Anthony Davis in the lineup, Uh, LeBron James has scored 30 or more points in every single one of those games. And I highlighted this um, on Monday as well. So, um, again, there's not much else scoring around um, the L.A. Lakers right now. Can you trust Westbrook? Can you trust Melo? I mean, I don't think so. So I think LeBron James is going to have to be LeBron James of usual. What we've seen so far from this season, he's averaging close to 26, uh, 26, 27 points per game this season. But again, like without when you don't have your second best player um, in Anthony Davis, LeBron James has been doing fairly well for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. So I'm taking LeBron over 27 and a half points that against the San Antonio Spurs.
1: Yeah, I think the Spurs defense isn't great. We know the Spurs play with a lot of pace. It's a high total. So I do think that LeBron will go and have a good game. But that also goes back to the point that we were making before we went to break, which was LeBron's putting up numbers that he used to put up and they'd win all the time. Yeah, And he's still putting up the numbers. They're just not winning. And that sums up everything wrong with the supporting cast because they are not helping him out at all right now and i do think that's the concern moving forward but yeah i gotta like the play itself the spurs defensively are not exactly uh what's the word good and i think that lebron should have a pretty good performance
0: yeah uh over the last five career games uh lebron against the spurs he's notched 27 26 26 36 and 33 so he's been right around that mark but i think that uh, it's a little undervalued, especially with uh, no Anthony Davis and the way absolutely that LeBron James is playing right now. Uh, Scott, let's get to your second one, man. What do you got? So going back to
1: all reliable here, I'm going with DeJounte Murray over 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists at minus 120 on DraftKings. If you want to take triple-double, I don't mind that either. But looking yeah. at his recent performances, he's gone over this number in each of the last three games, had a triple-double in two of those three games, He's also been scoring 20-plus points the last couple of games, so the scoring has definitely increased lately. But he's faced the Lakers twice this season. He's averaging 21.5 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and 12.5 assists per game. So if you do the math, that is, uh, that's in the mid-40s. So he's going way over this uh, number whenever he faces off against the Lakers. And the Spurs' team total is 111.5 which means they're expecting the Spurs to have some success offensively. Yeah. If they're going to get to that number, Murray's going to go off. But 36 and a half for a guy that's been walking into huge stat lines and has torched the Lakers all season long, I think is way too low. I got to take the over.
0: Definitely not going to argue against any DeJounte Murray uh, uh, player props for sure. He's been the darling of the prop cast and the NBA uh, gambling podcast as well as our Slack channel. So. The market finally has adjusted on his numbers, Scott, because we were getting this at around, what, 31 and a half, 32 and a half.
1: It's adjusted, um, but it hasn't adjusted enough because no, Murray's yeah.
0: numbers have gone crazier. Yeah, and like you just mentioned, the huge success that he's had against the Lakers in just two games this season, uh, I think is kind of speaking volumes of the type of player that um, – DeJounte Murray is – I was also curious to see his steals uh, tonight against um,
1: – I saw it was uh, 1.5 at like minus 170 or something.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I see that it's a, a 2.5 on some of the books at plus 120. But, yeah, I do love that play, man. I'm not going to argue against uh, DeJounte Murray for sure. So, I think uh, we're expecting big games out of DeJounte Murray and LeBron James tonight in that Spurs-Lakers matchup. Um, for my next one, I'm going to go over to that Denver Nuggets and the Charlotte Hornets game. I'm going to go with the Joker – um points rebounds and assists over 47 and a half tonight uh against the hornets look last night um a a very very subpar game for the joker a lot of the starters did not the play whole team no-showed yeah uh, and again um a lot of the starters didn't play in that fourth quarter uh for the Denver Nuggets i think mike malone made that decision because they knew that they have a game tonight at home against the charlotte hornets but I don't need to go down the stat line of what Joker has been able to do this season. I think that he's having an almost probably a better season than he was last year uh, when he won the MVP so far this season, he's averaging close to 26 points per game, 13.2 rebounds, 7.3 assists. And again, the Charlotte Hornets against that center slash power forward position. um, They're allowing, you know, 25 plus points per game. Close to 13 plus rebounds per game. And we know that Joker can get the assist. And I just don't think there is a player on this roster for the Charlotte Hornets that can really slow down uh, what Joker is able to do. So I'm taking Joker tonight over 47 and a half points rebounds and assists.
1: I don't know if I was ready for this large amount of Mason Plumley slander on the podcast today.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, I've packed Mason Plumby, uh plenty of times on his player props, but yeah. There's, there's
1: something he can do, you know. Yeah. You're just We're looking around. It's not his fault, but I think everybody expects Jokic to kill him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, Charlie can't guard anybody, and they give they walk into giving up 120 points per game. So, yeah, Jokic was, well, going to be my third play. So, I'm going to have to call an audible there because we would have had the same exact thing. Uh, looking at a bonus play, I guess, so to speak. I also don't mind Jokic triple double at around two to one. Just we because. gave that out
0: last week, uh, Scott and and, and uh, we didn't tout it after it hit easily. I think we gave it out at what plus two twenty last week. So I think that we can uh, we can give that one out. I see that uh, two to one again for tonight.
1: Yeah, you're looking at Jokic triple double, Murray triple double. I think both of them should have good games, but looking at a bonus one because uh, I couldn't really say no to Jokic either. I'm looking at Kyle Kuzma. And I'm looking at him under 12 and a half points at minus 120. You're looking at how he's played since coming back from COVID. He's been terrible. He scored less than nine points in each of the last three games. During those three games, he is nine for 28 from the floor and over 11 from three. He couldn't have water if he fell out of a boat. Now, the Knicks ranked 28th in pace. Washington ranks 21st. So I'm expecting a lot of half court sets and I feel like 12 and a half is too high for a guy who's really, really struggling with his shot right now. Yeah. And Kuzma is a guy who I don't want to say can't create his own shot, but with this team, he's been more of a stand still a stand-up shooter, just because you have dimwitty and Beal with the ball so much. Yeah. I really just don't see many opportunities for Kuzma. He might get there if he shoots well, but he's shooting so poorly, I have to like the under. I mean, 0 for 11 from 3, you're shooting less than 33% from the floor. 12 and a half is way too high.
0: Yeah, I've never been a Kuzma guy. Everybody said that he was going to come out of his shell once he got traded to the...
1: I'll give him props, though. I thought I
0: thought Kuzma was
1: very good for the first two months of the season. I thought he was solid.
0: Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think that you said that he's returning from uh, uh, being in the health and safety protocols, so... Who knows, that might still have an effect on him and, and trying to get back up to game speed. So definitely a time to probably fade him right now. And like you said, the shooting numbers over the last, the last three games, definitely not uh, there. 33% in two of the last um, two of the last three games. And then in that third game, he shot 30%.
1: And if you're paying attention, they've reduced his minutes for the last couple of games just going through. And the game against Utah, yeah. they won. Yeah. But even the game was closed throughout, and Kuzma played about 24 minutes. So I feel like the Wizards are also aware that he's struggling. Yeah. And I don't know if it's intentional or just based on game flow. Foul trouble didn't help. But is Kuzma getting his minutes taken away, or at least partially? Because with these numbers, you can argue he should be.
0: I think that might maybe have something to do with Avdia coming back as well, don't you think? Because Avdia's been getting, what, 30 minutes. um, And he's been okay. He hasn't been bad. Yeah, and yeah, 30, 26, 22 for obvious. So his numbers have increased. I think that uh, if, if you're a, a stat nerd like me, you probably want to take a look at the offensive efficiency of for the Wizards when obvious on the court and Kuzma is off, and then uh, vice versa. So that may have something to do with it for the Wizards. But yeah, I do like that play. That's a great find there, uh, Scott. Um, for my last one, I'm going to go over to that Orlando Magic and the New Orleans Pelicans game. Um, Why? just for fun because i think i found some value there here. okay uh
1: <laughs> that i'm just saying luckily you don't have to watch the game
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um I, i'm going with uh friends wagner i'm going points and rebounds over 23 and a half this uh number is starting to slowly come out here um across some of the books here uh currently on uh ben mgm at 23 and a half so If you're a FanDuel or a DK player, I think that should be solely coming out as soon as the injury report is submitted for the uh, Orlando Magic. But um, last night, a huge game for um, Franz Wagner against the uh, Atlanta Hawks last night. And again, they didn't have Mo Bamba. They didn't have Wendell Carter Jr. in their lineup. Those two guys are battling injuries. Mo Bamba is out for sure tonight. He's in health and safety protocols. Wendell Carter Jr. is uh, questionable with a right lower leg muscle strain. They're having to go with guys like Robin Lopez, and I think that over the past couple of games here for Franz Wagner, he's been really, really good for them, uh, statistical wise. Right? They got the victory last night against the Atlanta Hawks. He had a career high twenty-five points in that game. He grabbed four rebounds prior to against the Nets on Saturday last week. Fourteen and eleven. Against the Miami Heat 27 and 6. So I think he's trending in the right direction. He's also, you know, getting the field goal attempts. Last night, 24. He had 14 against the Nets, 23 against the uh, Miami Heat, 14, 18. So you kind of where see where I'm getting at. And also logging the minutes. Three out of the last four games. He's played 20, sorry, 34 or more for the uh Orlando Magic, obviously, because like I mentioned, a lot of these guys are in health and safety protocols or battling injury. So I'm gonna continue writing this. Uh, with Franz Wagner, points and rebounds tonight against the Pelicans, who also won't be w- or will be without uh, Jonas Valanciunas. So, again, more rebounding opened us up uh, for uh, Franz Wagner. So, points and rebounds over 23 and a half.
1: Yeah, I can't hate that because Wagner right now has been the best player on this team for about a month. Yep. And that sounds a little bit crazy because Cole Anthony was doing so well at the start of the year, but I was wrong about Wagner. I was not a fan of the pick. I watched him at Michigan. I didn't think he was great. His last college game, I think he went either one for nine or 0 for nine from the floor when they lost to UCLA, yeah. and he somehow went top 10. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but I understand now how that happened because he's actually really good.
0: Yeah, he's having a great month of December, uh, 18.2 points per game. Uh, uh, uh grabbing close to five and a half rebounds and 3.8 assists so uh again he's gonna really have to step up in the absence of a lot of these guys that are in health and safety protocols and battling injury but uh he's trending in the right direction uh, as they take on the pelicans tonight scott let's take one final break bud we'll come back and we will identify our best bets and close it out with any final thoughts Better Fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's really fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they just added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire fantasy football league to join the league to join them on Better Fantasy, they'll give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick ass trophy from trophysmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com/sgpn. That's b e t t o r fantasy.com/sgpn. Guys, again, Check out Price Picks. You can bet on your favorite athlete to go over or under their stat projections. The website's really fun and easy to use. So make sure to head over to pricepicks.com and use promo code SGP. That's pricepicks.com. promo code SGP to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBed is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBed is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBed.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free-to-web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it's purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn up the dial up a notch. Go to soulbet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets on. Vegas odds, or generate a bet by using the same changing metrics any way they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept the bet. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And of course, guys, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app that is now live on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into best bet. Scott, I'll give you the floor first. Uh, best bet for tonight? What do you got?
1: So I'm gonna go back to the prop cast, darling. Dejounte Murray over 26 and a half points, rebounds, and assists at minus 120. I really have to love this play. I don't know what there is to not like about this play. Murray has been great lately. He's killed the Lakers all season long. And the Lakers, without Anthony Davis defensively, especially in the paint, have not been good. And we know Murray is not exactly a three-point shooting point guard. He's more of a mid-range floater type of point guard. And I do think he should be able to get pretty easy access into the paint against this Lakers team. But Murray's put up such huge stat lines against this team. 36.5, I get it's an uptick from what it was earlier in the year. That just shows you how off it was in the first portion of the year. But this number is still too low. There's really multiple ways he can get there. He could have his usual 18-point triple-double, or he could have a 25-point game and go for 25, like 7-7. and There's a lot of ways he can go over. For a high-scoring game that's projected because of the current total for this game, I got to like the over here for Murray. I think he'll have a big game.
0: Yeah. And again, like you talked about the damage that he's already done against the Lakers so far this season in two matchups. It's, it's absolutely uh, astonishing what he's able to do. So don't hate uh, Jonte Murray props. He's uh, really, uh, really improved over this season uh, from year to year. And again, he's, he's, he's developed a three point shot as well. Uh, over the uh, off season here, so again, he's been
1: better. He just doesn't rely on it as much as other yeah. point guards. And like
0: you said, because he's able to get to the paint so easily and knock down those floaters and, and mid range jump shots. Um, for my best bet, um, uh, let, let's go with a Joker tonight. I'm going to go over 47 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Should have a big bounce back game tonight against the uh, Charlotte Hornets, whose defense is absolutely atrocious. Uh, they are dead last in defensive efficiency, and like we talked about at that center position. Uh, They just give up a boatload of points and a boatload of uh, rebounds. So I won't be surprised uh, if uh, Joker is able to notch a 40-point triple-double tonight against his Hornets team in another game that has the highest total on the board. So we're expecting a lot of points between these two teams tonight uh, with a total set at 230. That'll bring us to the end of the uh, Thursday edition of the NBA PropCast, uh, player props edition. Uh, Scott, any final thoughts? And let the people know where they can find you, man.
1: Uh, as for final thoughts, uh, just happy that we got to talk about the Lakers because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people uh, haven't had enough of people ranting about the Lakers. That's a bit of sarcasm, by the way, because I'm sure everyone's <laughs> doing it at this point. It's the cool thing to do now for podcasts is to roast the Lakers. But as a whole, still doing the same thing. Unfortunately, my fantasy team did not make the playoffs. I lost in a winner go home game. So it was a good run. So besides that, I'm still doing the fantasy football rankings, and the pieces. I did a rankings piece yesterday. I did an early waiver wire piece a couple days ago. So still keeping busy, still trying to provide people with content that can help their respective teams, just not my team. But, you know, got to sacrifice some a little bit every now and then to help other people out. But besides that, you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio, still appearing on the broadcast every Wednesday, still doing editing all the time, but just happy to be here.
0: Yeah, uh there's always next year, right? As the cliche goes uh for uh fantasy football. Fantasy
1: yeah. football, as far as I'm concerned, is fifty percent of luck and fifty percent pain.
0: It that's really my is. breakdown. I think it's more 75% luck and then uh, t- especially like during COVID times. But but I am curious, if you would to put
1: a skill percentage on fantasy football, I think the ceiling is like five
0: percent. And that's like the ceiling. Yeah. I think so. I, I think there's I think there's a whole different conversation, but yeah, I think there's certainly a, a, definitely a luck factor to it. But then also there's, there's, uh, there's folks in the leagues. I'll say this at are sitting probably close to their phones, waiting for injury news to drop and are able to pick up guys off of waiver wires that you could use, but they're going to play defense and then just stock them in their team and just keep them on the bench so nobody else can get them. There's always those type of guys Mm -hmm. uh, in every single league. But yeah, like Scott said, head over to the website, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com to check out all the fantasy work that that team is doing. They've done an absolutely incredible job uh, the entire season. So there's a lot of you guys might be in the semifinals. A lot of you guys might be in the championship game. So definitely check out the rankings that uh, Scott Rod, and, and the team over there are working on for fantasy football. Um, you can find me on Twitter as usual at sports eight two four. Make sure to download the app SGPN app on your Google Play Store or your App Store. Uh, leave us a rating and review, not only for this podcast but also the all the podcasts that are happening across the network um, for the sports gambling podcast network. With that being said, guys, we will be back um, tomorrow to get into the NFL uh, Week sixteen props as well as Christmas Day props with myself and Will. So definitely look out for those pods. Uh, Until then, good luck with your bets tonight and over the weekend. Um, Hope everyone has a happy holiday. Scott, thank you so much for joining me as usual. We will be back next Wednesday uh, with Scott as usual for the Player Props Edition. Till then, let's break the books off and let it ride.